Hi there, I'm Lisa Lays, the emotional scientist and creator of HEMA, Trauma-Informed Martial Arts and Self-Defense, and I'm also a trauma-informed intuitive guide. Welcome to What the Actual Fuck? Healing from Narcissistic Abuse, a podcast. Come along with me today to experience the sensual and raw stories of the realities of narcissistic abuse. Jump in for the entertainment, stay for the healing. In podcast episode one, we look at reactive abuse. Who the fuck am I? I have tasted a rage that most people cannot fathom. My story is downright scandalous in debauchery. Hang on for the ride. Here we go. Hi, friends. Welcome in. Lisa Lacey here. We're going to have a good time today. I invite you in to forget all the distractions of the day and just be here and connect with me. It's just you and me going on a journey to delve into some stories of some pain and some triumph and some deep healing. Today, we're going to talk about a very sensitive subject, reactive abuse. This is a two-parter. I'm going to spend today going into what reactive abuse is. And next week, I'm going to dive into a scandalous story where I went to jail for domestic violence charges for reactive abuse. I'm going to share some of the nitty-gritty details with you so that you can see the true face of the realities of narcissistic abuse and the pain that it can cause. So what is reactive abuse? Abusers rely on this to avoid accountability, play the victim, turn others against their target, and manipulate and abuse their victim. Reactive abuse is when abuser will provoke or continue pushing someone to their limits until they react in a way that the abusive person can use against them. Emotional abuse means your emotions are being used to abuse. Verbal abuse means words are being used to abuse. Reactive abuse means your reactive responses to abuse are being used to abuse. I myself even believed I was the abuser when I first got out of my relationship. By the way, guys, I am eight years out of a narcissistically abusive marriage. My partner did have a clinical diagnosis of NPD, narcissistic personality disorder. I do know the word gets thrown around a lot, but I was truly trauma bonded, trauma bonded. The first time I heard that was in inpatient rehab. I didn't know what it meant. And honestly, I thought I was too smart to have Stockholm Syndrome. Eight years out of the marriage, five years, no contact. It took me three years, technically 12 years, going back 10, 15 times, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It took me so long to get out. That's what trauma bonding can truly do. Why am I doing this? Why am I talking about narcissistic abuse, which by the way, does cause complex post-traumatic stress disorder? You know, I recently went to a retreat for complex post-traumatic stress disorder. It was at a beautiful 50-acre farm with a ranch-style house. We had a private chef. We were treated like queens there. Day one, I had an interesting experience. We did something called Kinsagi 
It's a form of art. And the symbolism and idea behind it is that anything that's broken can be made whole and end up more beautiful because of its broken pieces. You take a bowl and you shatter it. Then you glue it back together with gold mica powder so that you create a beautiful work of art. I still have my bowl, but it was a fascinating experience. There were 10 of us there at the retreat for complex post-traumatic stress disorder. We were all sitting around a table to do Kinsagi on day one. It was a regular uh, fold-out table. The facilitator was at the front, right by the windows in the sunroom we were sitting in. I was sitting next to her, to her left. Everybody was around the table. I was last to go to try to break my bowl. We women were given a bowl a hammer, small hammer, a towel to cover up the bowl, and permission to break the bowl. It took some of the women 20 times. I counted with the little patience that I had. I was eager for my turn because I knew what I was going to do to the bowl. But it was so interesting to see the fear in these women they were given the bowl, the hammer, and permission, and they still couldn't break it 20 times. The average was 10. It took nine of them 10 times to break the bowl. Flash forward to my turn. I put the towel over the bowl. With one hit, I shattered it into so many shards that after playing with it for 10 minutes, trying to glue those tiny shards back together, the facilitator said, Lisa, would you like another bowl to try again? You know, that's always been me. I've never had a lot of fear. I've always went for it, sometimes too much. So part of my work is to moderate into balance. <laughs> it's funny. People in my life say I'm at 95 miles an hour. I'm a Ferrari with bicycle brakes and I need to be at 55. So I'm always looking for that softer edge. I like my edge. I will keep it. That's something that narcissistic abuse does get due to us. It makes us sharp. I'm going to keep my edge, but I am trying to soften a bit. Anywho, I want you guys to be able to break the fucking bowl. And speaking of the word fuck, you guys, as we get to know each other, know this. I enjoy foul language. If it offends you, I'm very, very sorry. It's fun for me. It's therapeutic for me. I do like the word fuck. It can be used in so many different ways, so we're going to use it today. I invite you, though, to stay. I invite you to look at if you might be offended that there's some work on your end to do. Today's going to be a journey with us together, but it's also going to be educational and informative for you. So back to reactive abuse, which means your reactive responses are being used to abuse. You know, again, it took me six years before I reacted to the abuse, the chronic infidelity, the lies, the financial abuse, the supporting other people's children, the doing all of the emotional support, the homework, the shopping, the cooking, the running two businesses at the same time I did it all. What was the end result of that total, complete mental collapse? 
abusers are skilled at using people's emotions against them. They can abuse their victim for hours, days, weeks, or even years before the victim reaches a breaking point and reacts. One reactive abuse tactic narcissists like to use is called dog whistling. You know how a dog whistle can only be heard by a dog? Well, narcissists do the same things with their targets. It's a form of covert control. I remember the first time I lost it on my ex-husband. We were in downtown Athens and we were partying and we were with a group of friends walking down a sidewalk. We had been drinking since about noon that day. Honestly, I can't remember what was said today, if you were to ask me, but I remember the tone in which it was said, and I remember that it was whispered to me, and I just lost it. I started wailing on his hand with head, uh, with my open hand, just popping him three or four times. I looked like a nutcase. I looked like a horrible person. Our friends were shocked. That was the beginning, and I stayed another seven years. You know, victims are conditioned to respond to certain facial expressions, gestures, sounds, and words. Reactive abuse is meant to induce feelings of fear, anxiety, inadequacy, shame, and guilt. I spent a lot of time with those. Today's podcast is sponsored by Soy Essentials with Lunar Rich Women's Wellness. Soy Essentials is a girl's best friend. Just one shake a day offers a healthy way to ease the symptoms of menopause or PMS, and it supports your overall wellness and immune system. Complete women's nutritional formula with 10 grams of plant-based protein formulated with calcium and CQ10 with a unique herbal complex that balances mood swings. Soy Essentials' unique blend of soy protein, potent antioxidants, probiotics, and herbs gives you an unparalleled nutritional approach to women's health. Remember, it's complete women's nutrition formula with 10 grams of plant-based protein with Luna Rich, which is relived super nutrient for healthy aging. Unique herbal complex that balances mood swings and eases symptoms of PMS and menopause. It's an excellent source of calcium to promote bone health and lean muscle. It has antioxidants and CQ10 with grapeseed extract to support immunity, protect against damaging free radicals. More energy, better mood, tastes like cake batter. It doesn't get better. Soy Essentials with Lunar Rich Women's Wellness. Go to tima.relive.com. To order, that's T-I-M-A dot Relive, R-E-L-I-V dot com to order. If you have any questions, you can reach me, Lisa Lacey, Relive Independent Distributor at Tima, T-I-M-A 101 at myyahoo.com. By the way, Tima stands for Trauma Informed Martial Arts and Self-Defense, which we will be talking about a lot. Again, Soy Essentials, Women's Wellness, Tima. Relive.com. Get it today. An example is like what I experienced the narcissist saying something painful, embarrassing, or a sensitive topic and isn't recognized by outsiders. So when you respond negatively, it's easy for the narcissist's narrative that you are unstable, mentally ill, or abusive to be believed. Another reason I wasn't believed when I finally came out 12 or 13 years later is because I did such a good job of painting such a pretty picture of our family. I was so embarrassed about what we were struggling with behind closed doors. 
Is reactive abuse mutual abuse? And the answer is no, they are not the same. Mutual abuse is where both partners are abusing each other in order to control. And the power shifts from one person to another. I can honestly tell you I never had control in our relationship. He was, in fact, the one in control. And if you had asked me years ago who wore the pants, I would definitively say it was me. Many experts argue that mutual abuse doesn't exist. It doesn't hold abusers accountable and suggests the victims are equally responsible for the abuse they endure because they reacted to being abused. Also, abusers often claim mutual abuse, which did in fact happen. Lies were told, I was arrested. The abusers claim that their victims are unstable to deny their own abuse, to make the victim feel or look equally responsible, and to appear like they are taking accountability for their behaviors. I can tell you now, I'm the one that paid the price for everything that happened in my second marriage. Most victims of narcissistic abuse will self-reflect and feel regret and shame for their actions. They may even apologize. And I did over and over and over and over. You know, I also struggled with chronic alcoholism. My ex would feed me alcohol. He once told my own mother that it was worth it. Every night I would drink. When I would snap at three or four, he said it was worth it because the first three or four hours were so much fun. It was worth all the destruction that we ended up in at the end. Mm -hmm. Over and over, I apologized. I was a blackout drinker eventually. It took years to develop into that, but I'd wake up the next morning with hangovers. And still to this day, I've lost hours, months, probably years if I added up the time. I'd have to ask what happened. And I'd have to rely on my abuser for the story and feel more shame and guilt. And the cycle would repeat. I'd feel horrible and sober up for a few days, feel better, and start drinking all over again. I hated myself, and I hated him, but I didn't have the skills to get out. Nobody understood that. You know, in inpatient rehab, I had a team of five of the most brilliant women (laughs) that to this day I've ever known. And they had experiences with their own forms of abuse. But they told me, they told me, trauma bonding, hard to get out of. Stockholm syndrome. Guys, I just completely lost my place. Know this. This is the first time I've told this story. I wasn't ready until now. And I'm sharing with you in complete transparency, vulnerability, and authenticity in the hopes that it will help someone out there hiding in shame from what happened, thinking they're a horrible person. You are not a horrible person and you are not crazy. You are being abused. And there is a way out. 
but it required a lot of work on my part. It's going to require work on your part. Reactive abuse is extremely toxic and do, can do massive amounts of psychological damage. It is a form of gaslighting that can make someone feel confused, unstable, crazy, shameful, guilty. Guilt and shame vibrates at about a 20. It is the lowest vibration that there is. You may feel like you are crazy, but you are not. Gaslighting is a narcissist's favorite tool. It works so well. It helps them hide their abusive behavior while breaking down their victim. It can be devastating. It can transform you into somebody that you don't know, that you don't like. And so it did. It changed me, mind, body, soul, spirit. It broke me down. Habits became my character, values, and beliefs. I became somebody that I didn't even know. My survival skills kicked in. I didn't know it at the time. But I was living in hell and mass chaos. It was a war. It was a war. You know, trauma can cause brain changes. Narcissistic abuse does cause complex post-traumatic stress disorder, as does betrayal trauma, which often goes along with narcissistic abuse. Chronic infidelity. I read a study the other day that indicated that betrayal trauma can cause the same complex post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms that sexual assault does. My friends, that's big. PTSD, complex PTSD, is not a mental illness. It's a psychological injury. And it does change the brain. It changes the chemicals and mechanics of the brain. The hippocampus shrinks. This is the area that helps us distinguish between past and present memories. I've lost so many memories over the years. The prefrontal cortex also shrinks. This is the where it regulates negative emotions that occur when confronted with specific stimuli. That's why we can get triggered. So I get triggered so easily and it increases activity in the amygdala, which helps us process emotions. It's linked to our fight, flight, freeze, fawn state. These changes in brain chemistry or why treatments such as EMDR, CBT, and ART accelerated resolution therapy, which is the one that I recommend most. My friends, I've tried it all. I started out with a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder. It was a misdiagnosis. 80% of people with borderline personality disorder actually have complex post-traumatic stress disorder, and it is misdiagnosed. And I wasn't receiving the right treatment. I was in the hustle working hard to heal, but it wasn't working. And finally, I started accelerated resolution therapy and I got a definitive diagnosis of complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And boom, with the right treatment, the flashbacks and the memories are no more. And that's why I can talk to you today about my story without shame, without guilt knowing that it just is, so I'm going to be. My friends, I don't want to keep you any longer today. I just wanted to cover what reactive abuse is. Next week, we're going to get very, very intimate. And I'm going to tell you a story that I've never spoke out loud to anyone. Stay tuned. I can't wait.
This is Lisa Lacey, and you've been listening to What the Actual Fuck? Healing from Narcissistic Abuse, a podcast. If you'd like to reach out to me for any reason, my email address is tima101 at myyahoo.com. That's T-I-M-A-101 at myyahoo.com. Two Ys. If you'd like to get some extra healing on, you can join our Facebook group with the podcast name. Next week, we'll be looking at reactive abuse. Who the fuck am I? Part two. Thanks for coming on the ride with me today. I enjoyed our connection. Can't wait till next time. Talk soon.